Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. I'm really excited to announce our show sponsors for today, Silka. For those of you who do not know, Silka offer best-in-the-game bike accessories like tools, pumps, and all your everyday bike maintenance kit like chain wax and sealant. But what sets them apart, it's their commitment to quality, beauty, and craftsmanship. Trust me, these products are beautiful. They are built to last. Take, for instance, my track pump. I've been replacing my track pump, honestly, about every two years with these generic track pumps I get at my local bike shop. My dad has had a Silka track pump since I can remember, and it's still going strong. If you want to spoil yourself, or maybe you just want to treat one of your cycling buddies, they've so many amazing products on their website. Their torque wrenches, their bike bags, 3D printed bike mounts. There's loads of really cool pieces there. They're like pieces of art. And for those of you interested in drivetrain efficiency, Silka offers the secret chain blend. It's a chain wax that reduces chain friction, doesn't attract dirt and grime, and prolongs the life of your drivetrain components. As a Roadman listener, you can get 13% of all Silka products. Just use the code ROADMAN13 at checkout. That's ROADMAN13 at checkout. Not only is that going to get you a fantastic deal, but it also lets Silka know that sponsoring this podcast is valuable. So whether you're shopping for a gift or you're treating yourself, Silka has something for every cyclist who hates the new throwaway culture we're in and appreciates and loves the quality and craftsmanship. So check them out and don't forget to use the code ROADMAN13 for 13% off your purchase. All these links are in today's show notes. Well, hello all you beautiful cyclists. Now, I know you're probably expecting newbie questions today, but I'm afraid you're stuck with me on my own. But don't panic. Don't panic. Newbie questions is going to be released tomorrow instead. So last week I did a preview of the Tour de France 2024 route for the men. This week, I'm going to do the exact same for the Tour de France Femme. And last year, I watched every single kilometre of the women's tour and I did a daily podcast on it. And it was amazing. It had everything. It was exciting. It was thrilling. It was unpredictable. It had villains. It had surprise performers. And the thing I loved about it was that we really got to know and understand the riders and teams. And it was just stunning, really, to watch how in just two short years, women's cycling has taken off and flourished in a grand tour such as the Tour de France Femme. Now, I know that grand tours have been going on for a long time and women's races, but this is probably the biggest stage. So the third edition of the Women's Tour de France is going to be held after the Paris Olympic Games. And we're going to get eight stages across seven days. That's going to start Monday, August the 12th, and it's going to end Sunday, August the 18th. The race is usually held directly after the men's Tour de France, but it's been pushed back again because the Olympic Games are being held in Paris from the 26th of July to the 11th of August. And as I mentioned last week, the Olympic Games are also affecting the men's race. The final of the men's race is going to be held in Nice. That's never happened before. It's always held in Paris. And the women's 2024 route is going to feature three countries. We've got the Netherlands, Belgium and France. 
In fact, it's quite heavily featuring the Netherlands and some people are calling it the Tour de Netherlands, which I think is a little bit unfair because the organisers had a bit of a tricky task coming up with this route this year because they had to skirt around the Olympic Games. And yeah, even though the Olympics finish a few days before the gun goes off for the Tour de France Femme, there's still huge logistical movement around France as the Olympics kind of packs up. So the first few days are going to be in the Netherlands and Belgium, which is going to drive absolutely huge crowds considering that the Dutch and Belgians are absolutely fanatic when it comes to cycling and on top of that the amount of dominant women riders from those two countries and I think the organizer has done a great job and I'm glad the race isn't going to clash with the Olympics the race won't have to compete for viewership with the Olympics and I think that's a great thing for the teams for women's sport for visibility and it's fantastic for the sponsors as well because they will also be on primetime TV and we want them to get airtime because we need those sponsors to keep supporting women in our sport so we are going to see the women battle it out over four mountain ranges the Ardennes, the Vosges, Jura and the Alps. There's going to be three flat stages, an individual time trial, two hilly stages, two mountain stages and eventually it's going to meet the absolute pinnacle of the week on stage eight, one of cycling's most famous climbs, Alpe d'Huez. Okay, so let's get into the stages. The Grand Depart takes place in the Dutch city of Rotterdam and it's going to be 122 kilometres on pan, flat and open roads. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's those famous Dutch winds that are apparently as unforgiving and as difficult as if you're climbing a mountain with some severe gradients. So I would say that this stage is primed for a sprint finish. Now, stage two is interesting and it's a first for the Tour de France since 1991 because it's a split stage. The morning stage is, again, flat and should really end in a sprint. But then that afternoon, there's the individual time trial on a 6.3 kilometre course through downtown Rotterdam. The route is fairly flat. It seems uncomplicated. It's mainly on these big, wide, straight boulevards. But as we know, time trials are never straightforward, especially if it rains. And because the route seems fairly straightforward, I think the women are really going to be pushing the speed they're going to be pushing their bike to its limit, pushing their bike handling to their limit, pushing the aero capabilities to their limit. So I think that that means we're going to see a really exciting battle to win the stage and maybe a new rider wearing the yellow jersey that day. And because this TT is so short and sweet, the short distance will make it very, very close. Even the specialist time trialers like Marion Roos, they're not shoe-ins here. They're really going to have to fight for every second on this course. Okay, next up is stage four. And this is where it's going to get really spicy because the route combines the best and most difficult features of two of the spring classics. It seems they took the hardest parts from two of the most difficult one day races, merged them together and made a stage. So the two races, the Amstel Gold Race and Liège Baston Liège, they've Frankensteined parts from each race into this stage. Now that's going to be fought over 122 kilometers there's 2,000 meters of climbing and it's going to hit all of the iconic climbs eight in fact so the day seems perfect for punchers here now last year's winner of the Tour de France Femme 
Demi Vollering. She won the Amsterdam Gold and Liège Bastogne Liège this year. So this year's TDF is kind of revisiting her hunting grounds. She's had a lot of success on all of these climbs and I think today is going to be very decisive for her. Stage five is pretty punchy. You've got up and down terrain, you've got big rollers, and then it's finished off with a climb of about 1.7 kilometers, 6% gradient, bit of a ramp to the finish. So I'm thinking this could be a good day for a breakaway. Stage six, and we finally start a race in France. And the first half of the stage is flat, but the second half of the 160 kilometer stage is going to bring the riders into the Jura Mountains of northeastern France. So, in the last 80 kilometers, there's four categorized climbs. That is going to be crazy. And tactically, I think today is going to be very important. We could see some riders launch, try and win some time on the GC before the race enters into the high altitude and into the Alps on stages seven and eight. And stage seven, well, it's one for pure climbers. This is the longest stage. It's 167 kilometers and there's over 3000 meters of elevation across five categorized climbs. So that is going to be a test. And the final stage, the piece of resistance, stage eight, it's epic. It begins in Le Grand Bernard, where the previous stage finished. So there's no travel time for the riders in between stage seven and stage eight, which I love. It gives the riders loads of time to rest and recuperate for the next day. The route covers 150 kilometers with three categorized climbs and 3,900 meters of elevation gain. And that <laughs> that is going to hurt. Much of that comes from the day's two ores category climbs. The cold to Glandon, which is a monster of a climb. It's a beast. It's 19.7 kilometers long. The average gradient there is 7.2%. And then we have a summit finish on Alptuez. Now, Alptuez is a little bit shorter, 13.8 kilometers, but it's steeper. It's got an average gradient of 8.1%. And Alptuez is just iconic. It's really cycling mecca. I was there a few years ago at Anthony and it's tough. It's got hairpin after hairpin after hairpin. There's 21 of them, in fact, and it's just a legendary spot to crown the next Tour de France Femme winner. Of course, Demi Vollering is going to be favourite. She won last year. Her arch nemesis and rival Annemiek van Vleuten retired this year. So now it's up to the likes of people like Cassia Nuadoma to challenge her for that GC win and the prize pot of a quarter of a million euro. But like I said last week about the men, we have many, many months ahead of us and loads of speculation about who's going to win. There's a lot of road to be raced between now and the start in August. And as the race gets a little bit closer, I'll do a rider spotlight. So that's it for me today, folks. I'll be back tomorrow with Anthony for newbie questions. Until then, ride safe, you gorgeous cyclists. Mwah!